that you don't have to go into a Scottish castle or a wherever stately home to find a ghost. It doesn't work that way. I mean, uh, Texas is notorious for ghost towns. I'm going to go and investigate a few. I've seen a couple, and uh, my wife and I found one. <clears throat> quite quite a weird, weird place. Absolute ghost town. I said to you, you know, this place is amazing. You should see it. You could you could film it. You could just film a a, a, a western movie there right now, without any without any money on it on sets or whatever. You could just go there and say, boom, <laughs> you know, it looks so real. Uh, and you walk around it. Sure, you're not supposed to, but I mean, there's no fences. Just says don't do it. So we kind of did it. No, I noticed that there were several other people walking around it, taking photographs of a very old ghost town. And the thing about ghost town, they probably have ghosts. <laughs> so, but I had a real saloon in that place. Um, but my the point I'm, I'm making here is, um, you don't have to go too far. Find uncanny things. It's where the, I think the railroad used to go past it. And there's been a lot of, uh, well, allegedly, uh, murders and, you know, like 19th century bordellos and all that kind of stuff going on. So the kind of place that uh, you would go and get probably a shot. Apparently the ladies that used to work, the bordello used to wave to the, the men on the train, try and get them to, to stop there. And there's stuff like this. There you go. That's a place that's totally haunted. That's haunted. A hundred stories about that place. You don't have to look very far. But, uh, you know, for Scotland, though, or what I was talking about, you know, it's very, very... You get into the rural places. You get into any pub. I tell you what. You go into the rural parts of Scotland, and you go into any pub, and I guarantee so you ask someone, someone will tell you some uncanny story that either happened to him or happened to his neighbour or something, but or just local folklore. And these stories last a long, long time. I mean, I was, uh, I was astonished. This is not a ghost story. But I was astonished about uh, one thing. Went into a pub in Sleman, and, and I was talking about my great-grandfather. <laughs> you know, that's the guy, the guy said to me, oh, you, where are you from? What are you, what are you here for? And I said, well, I'm just here looking at my, you know, looking at my family genealogy, my great-grandfather lived here, who was he? And as soon as I said his name, I had people coming up to me, these old guys saying, oh, yeah, yeah, and blah, 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 I died in such a year and all this stuff. And this is astonishing. This guy, this guy, like, died, like, 60 years ago, you know, it was, it's insane. And that's, that's what I mean. How do you, how do you just, you think just a little old pub, these men could tell me stuff. I mean, because he, he was, he was a local strong man. He actually, there was a, there's a huge uh, monument with a strange thing on top of it. And he carried that on a procession. This guy, incidentally, I want to talk about this guy, because he, it's fascinating, because he actually, he actually uh, wrestled with bears. <laughs> he wrestled with bears. <laughs> this is absolutely true. He wrestled with bears, and that's his claim to fame. He wrestled with bears. And his brother, or his cousin, I'm not 100% sure, uh, was recruited to beat P.T. Barnum's circus. So there you go. That's the kind of stuff this guy was into. This is my... my uh, Maternal grandmother's father, and but uh, apparently he was very, very, he was a strong man, very strong. And he, he could, he lasted this thing, this thing, this huge piece of whatever, stone, granite, whatever, and carried it through the town, and that was the top plinth thing on this monument. So I had the these old guys talking about that. 
and one one saying, "Ah, oh, it's not so heavy. I've lifted it myself," which I, I find hard to believe. I mean, there it is up there. I mean, this guy loves this, you know. But there you go. Maybe. But what I'm trying to say is the point of the story. Obviously, lost, launched. Long story short, gets to the point eventually. Um, and these little turns, you know, stories like that last a long, long time. And you, you know, if you hit on someone, um, you tell you some incredible story. And I remember one old guy. Uh, talking about Edinburgh Castle. He was a soldier in Edinburgh Castle, as was my father. And he said uh, that he was in the toilets, you know, one time. And they were very cold, you know. This is back in, like, the 40s or something, and he was 1940s, and he was in the toilets, of all places. The soldier in the castle, and cold, cold night, and all he had was this voice. Hello there, Jock! What are you doing there, Jock? And the guy just freaked, you know, he just... He was free. There's nobody there. Absolutely nobody there. He said, you know, so he, he thought it was someone playing a prank on him, but there's nobody. And uh, my my dad, you know, he used to talk about things when he was on guard duty there. Um, that used to freak him out. Because the way you have to do guard duty is uh, on a staircase. And uh, if you look at Scottish history, there's a the guy had his head chopped off there. <laughs> Every night at midnight, apparently, his head rolls down the stair. Believe that? I don't know. So, so my dad just <laughs> used to think, you know, when, when he had to go there and stand there, guard all night, pitch black, you know, he used to watch that. I think it's called the Argyle Staircase. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. So, and uh, one time, you know, an officer came to the other side of the door and my dad didn't expect her, and my dad let her scream, and he screamed, and they. He went up the road shouting, You're mad! You're mad! I'm going your name, he said. So, but nothing came of that. So, you're mad, that's what he said. So, he screamed, and the officer jumped like five feet in the air and screamed out as well. So, obviously, that was nothing. But there were some weird things in Edinburgh Castle. My dad used to talk. He used to go up there where the crown jewels are, Scottish crown jewels, and you have to guard that at night. That's guarded by the army. Is it the real crown jewels? Yeah, that's another story. Yeah, so he, he used to go up there and guard these things anyway. And uh, he said that, you know, standing in that courtyard, it's pitch black. And you, he heard stuff in there. He heard hooves, horses' hooves. Mm, maybe. I tend to trust my old dad. He's, he's passed now, but um, he said he's standing there and you know, across this courtyard, he could hear horses' hooves. Another time, he could hear someone walking. No one there. Who knows? But, uh, you know, my dad has some great stories like that. Because when he was in uh, Fort George, he's a Seaforth Islander uh, in the army. When he was in Fort George in uh, Nairn, yes, yeah, Nairn, there's a story, legend of uh, a lone piper. Ghost Piper in the night. And uh, he said he heard a few things. Weird noises in that place. Because so where you're living in is a building. When my dad lived there, it's, you know, it's pro I mean, today it's all fitted out. It's an incredible place, I think. But back then, he said, when you moved around this place, it was like an old castle. Asked, people actually had candles. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? Soldiers carrying candles around their living accommodation. So what it was like. Pitch blank. I mean, you've got to remember that place was built in the 18th century, right? It was built to subdue the Highlands after Culloden. It's a scary place. It was meant to be a scary place. I mean, if the Highlanders 
The Highlanders were captured and taken there. It actually says on the gates, Abandon hope, all ye who enter here, which is from Dante's Inferno. So basically, you know, basically if they were taking you there, it wasn't for a good reason. Anyway, so that's back in history. And more recently, you know, we fought wars with Germany and other places, and, you know, in my dad's case, you know, he's an old soldier. Uh, a lot of my family have come through Fort George, oddly enough. Talking about the Ghost Piper, there was one night when it was, my dad says, you could hear something. Music. But he said it wasn't pipes. It was, um, you could hear something from the battlements, you know, faint music in the night. And, uh, oh, hell, broke loose next day because, you know, some officer was demanding who was up there on the battlements playing the night before. You know, getting the pipers and whatever. <laughs> Giving them a hard time. Chanter, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, someone playing a chanter. Which is a bit, it's very much like the bagpipes. Looks like the bag, so it's not as loud, it's uh, just a small sound to it. So, so my dad definitely heard some things in Fort George, he said it was a creepy place. He used to like going out there at night, and going around the battlements when there was no one around. Interesting, back then, very dark. And watching Nairn, distant lights of Nairn, away in the distance. The ghost piper, that's a common thing. I'll go back a long way, me and my friends. <clears throat> you know, we used to... That was part of our challenge. It was like, we were like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Especially when we're drunk. And we'd uh, go to the pub and have a good, you know, swally or two. And someone would say, have you ever been to such a place? See what's up there. And we had a, we had a great place where we used to live. It was, a, it was a mansion. An abandoned mansion. And all that was left on the land was a working farm. But the mansion building... Long, long pulled down. Uh, to be honest, I don't even know. It was demolished in my lifetime. I don't even remember it being removed. It was certainly there when I was in my teens. People called it the haunted house. It was a haunted mansion. But the whole area, the whole woodland became the haunted. Let's go to the haunted. That's how people would used to put it. And we go to the haunted. Not, they meant the whole woodland. Even after the house was gone, they still considered that the haunted. <laughs> So for no reason, most people didn't understand why it was still called the haunted, or what, why it was ever called the haunted. That was a crazy place. And I had a friend who actually stayed overnight in it. We kind of dared him, and uh, we, uh, he was a little drunk when he decided this, so he, so he took up the dare and went home and got a camp bed and some kind of light, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was a storm lantern, it was one of those things. Yeah, I remember now. And he had something like damn creepy light <laughs> for that situation. And what he did was he set it up in the main room, which would have been creepy. And he, he spent the night there. He really did. We helped him get his bed set up and decided to leave. Now, actually, he didn't quite leave because, you know, you're going to play a few games, aren't you? You know, you're trying to do this. So we let him go and we could hear him snoring. And uh, someone creeped up and shouted in the window. There's no one here but you and me! You <laughs> see him sitting up on the thing in the dark and he's sitting up. He, he knew it was that, obviously. But uh, a couple of minutes later, there's no one here but you and me! And he says, just a minute, he says, you'll be here yourself when I get my shoes on, is what he said. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. 
And that was kind of that's kind of stuff we used to do because we used to go into a private graveyard, you know. The local knob, you know, had this graveyard. He, it was creepy as hell. I mean, there was plague victims and everything in there. These things had the, you know, the skulls and the crossbones on the so the names on the damn graves. It was just like, you know, creepy, creepy one-eyed skulls. You know, we'd go in there, like one-eyed Willie from from that movie. You know, <laughs> and uh, what I used to love doing is uh, we'd tell a few ghost stories and we'd sit there a while. And then out of the blue, I'd just get up and run just because I used to. Used to terrify my my friend was terrified, you know. I would run and leap over the wall. There was a there was a wall, it was about five feet tall, and had to get over this wall. So, and I'm doing it on purpose, you know, to get over the wall. And then you would hide, you know. He just he thinks he's alone, and uh, so everybody'd be out. And here was this last guy, and he was always the same, you know. He did this stuff every week, and he fell for it every week. And then he was trying to get on this five foot wall and over it and away. And he's practically screaming, you know, and he does every damn week. Like, don't leave me here with the ghosts, you know. And then, weird thing is, a week or two later, we'd say, oh, let's go there. And he's okay, he's okay with it. Oh, yeah, let's do it. And you've got to climb in through the wall and all this stuff. And once you're in, you know, and sitting in the total darkness, telling ghost stories. And that's the thing, who's he's supposed to run, you know, that was our game. And we used to get over the, the wall and just hide, you know, and he's like, he'd panic and scream, and this is really bizarre. Just, just, just worth it just to watch his reactions, because they were just crazy. And this is absolutely true, which is insane. <clears throat> but, you know, yeah, you listen to a Scotsman and drinking whiskey. What do you expect? All kinds of craziness. It's starting off in ghosts, now we're talking about whiskey. That's all good. Oh dear. So, anyway, so maybe I'll get some more ghost stories for for you next time. Um, and that's I hope I hope you were a little entertained with it. You know, there's something about this world. It's that you know people people are just not receptive. We live in this age. But what if? What if? This is something I often push to people. I say, you know. You know, we, we, you know, you, you're kind of conditioned, and school has a lot to do with it. Society, peer pressure, and you are made this into this person who fits in this little space here. But you never fully develop all of your abilities and skills. And it's something I was talking about the other day about people who have developed a sixth sense, or <clears throat> you know, uh, perhaps it's uh, in the occult science. You know, they might even call themselves adepts. You know, the the um, People who have evolved into something else. They've, they've, they've honed up skills. Here's the thing. What if? Just what if? We're all capable of those things. What if? Just what if? I mean, it's like... <clears throat> I was watching something about Elon Musk the other day, and he was talking about us all living in the Matrix. <laughs> well, okay. I love the movie. I love the you live in the Matrix. I think, I think Elon's maybe been on the wacky-backy or something. <laughs> so, so, I'm not sure about that. But I do believe that uh, there are inherent skills in us all that we don't always um, develop fully. And that can be a lot of things. I believe, I believe we exist in many different levels. And there is a spiritual level to our existence, which many people uh, in this material world, we, we don't even think about. Just maybe. Now, you want to call that a cult, I'll call it something else. Just maybe. 
you exist on higher planes, other dimensions. What if? What if? And basically, at the end of the day, uh, what I'm saying is, uh, just maybe you'd be you should be switching on your sixth sense. That bit. Make yourself receptive to what is out there. Is the world this three-dimensional world you see, or is there more to it? Hey, look, physicists will tell you there's something like ten dimensions now. What is this? How do how do we <laughs> exist in this thing? You know, how how is this? What is it? And you know, I, and as I get older, I look more, to, more towards uh, some fundamental things like uh, Buddhism. Believe it or not. Because there's some fundamental truths there. Some fundamental truths in all religions, whether it's Islam or Judaism or Christ even Christianity, which basically basically piggybacks on Judaism, or in the early pagan uh, religions coming out of Israel, out of Egypt rather. So there's something about it all, and just maybe if you think about it. And approach life differently. Just maybe you will get to that higher level. Just maybe, just maybe there's something more to it. I'd like to believe there's something more to it. You want it? A Christian might call it spiritual. Who knows? Uh, I'll leave you with that thought. Are they ghosts? Do they exist? Maybe. Good night. Sleep well.